the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's the best day of the week, babies. That means y'all know it's Monday. Is dead as fried chicken. <laughs> it ain't dead, baby. We're a live show coming oh at y'all. That's right. From 6 to 8 p.m. right here on The Answer San Diego. And I know y'all are ready to kick it this week. So give me a call. 888-344-1170. Do y'all think something suspicious how sus do you think this uh, story is coming out of, I don't know, Nantucket or whether, wherever Obama's beachfront manse is? The story of the chef drowning in eight feet of water seems a little sus. I don't know. What do y'all think? 888-344-1170. I also want to know if you saw Barbie, which is killing it at the box office. We're going to be talking about that tonight. Somebody's waving his hand at me. We had quite the convo beforehand. We got to talk about this because we had quite the conversation here in the studio about this. And we want to include you in that. 888-344-1170. Email me at andreakeshow.com. Don't forget our podcast, which are available wherever you get your pods. And they are uploaded typically by noon the next day. But sometimes it can take a day or two. So don't get upset if it takes a day or two. Especially when the vast team of one is working on it. Mm. Well, it's a team of two babies. Uh, not for the You're podcast. You're not talking right now, okay? Not for the podcast. Oh, not for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Um, y'all recognize that voice. I might as well bring him in and give him a shout. It's DJ Potato Skin. It will include and across the board. DJ Potato Skin. DJ Potato Skins. All righty then. Um, let's jump right into the top story of the night. I, it was really hard for me to pull the top story because, quite frankly, Um, suspicions that took place this weekend or today because a body is reported, uh, uh, someone is reporting missing near the Obama compound, a former president's house, his lavish estate. Um, We don't need to get into, you know, the story, you know, the jokes write themselves for the fact that he did all this green energy crap and then he buys a beachfront house when the, you know, the oceans is supposedly going to take it away. In a couple of years, but it, it it did raise suspicions on on people because uh, there was a, a person supposedly missing who had been paddleboarding near the Obama estate, uh, but uh, the call came from the White House, White House, uh, the Obama House uh, on Sunday. So then they they execute a search. They're looking for somebody there. 
Uh, it ends up being an African-American man, age 43, who had been out paddleboarding. Then we come to find out that it was actually, by the way, it was a chef. Of course, people immediately were thinking Barry's boyfriend. Uh, and that's not me, by the way, saying that. We all know. Look, we all know. Reggie, what, Reggie, what was his name? He supposedly had had this boyfriend. I, I don't know if he did or if he didn't. I, I know that there's always been lots of, of um, allegations towards that. So immediately people are beginning to think, uh-oh, Barry's boyfriend has lost his life mysteriously. Come to find out it was the chef. What I find weird and bizarre is that, first of all, the guy reportedly can't swim. Who goes paddleboarding skins when they can't swim wearing no life preserver? Wouldn't be me. With no life preserver? No, I said it wouldn't be me. Right. Well, he was on a pond, but he drowned in, in eight feet of water. Well, then if you can't swim and, you, and you're so much so that you could drown in eight feet of water, why are you out there paddleboarding without a life vest? And second of all, he was with somebody else. How could they not save him in eight feet of water? Dude is over six feet. I've been I've been in water over my head. And what you do is you can bounce your way to the coat back to to the if you're out like if we're in the Redneck Riviera and we're out in Destin or whatever and we find ourselves over our head and didn't really want to try to attempt a breaststroke or whatever to get back in. You just bounce your way up and down until you get back on the sand. If he's on a pond, depending on how far he is from the shore, it's eight feet of water and you're over six feet. I don't understand unless he conked his head, but how did that, how do you conk your head paddleboarding? I, I just don't, I don't understand. This, this is, this to me has some things that don't make sense, but I'm not going to go to where Hillary Clinton, the whole, any of that kind of stuff. Um, what do you guys think? 888-344-1170. Do you think it's suspicious? Here's your choices. Do you think it's suspicious? Number one. Um, do you, if so, number two, why is it suspicious? What do you suspect? And number three, uh, your third choice is you don't care. <laughs> Cause when it comes to the Obamas, I don't know how many people care. Um, I will tell you guys that I watched after we had Joel Gilbert on the show Thursday, Friday night, who did the documentary and wrote the book about Michelle Obama in 2024. I did watch uh, the Netflix documentary that he suggested, which had to do with Michelle Obama's small light or small whatever, a little light, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine (laughs) thing that she did with Oprah. She continues to insist uh, that she has no plans and no desire and no intention. Your answer still hasn't changed? Uh, I, I don't know, because why would she be doing this book tour to the extent that she is if she did not have political aspirations? And it seems like the and on top of that, the whole theme about this book and this tour that she did was all about her dad, which is exactly like Joel Gilbert said. She's following the same exact blueprint that Barack Obama did. And because this whole this whole thing that she wrote and uh, this whole memoir was all focused on her dad and the lessons from her dad, I I just feel like I think feel like it's a setup for her to be I've got to, I've got to step in and save the nation. I don't want to do this, but I'm being I'm being begged to. I do don't this. have a choice. I don't have a choice. I've got to do this to save the nation. I that's just that's just my take on it. Um, really what we need to be saved from is her ability to lie. Let me tell you, her ability to gaslight is as good, if not better than Barack Obama. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
I think if she throws her hat in the ring in 2024, she will be a force to be reckoned with. I think she will be. And that's and and I think Gavin Newsom I, I doesn't have a chance if she decides she you know, to to be at the top of the ticket if she decides she wants in. And I think that she will be really difficult to beat because the Republican Party refused to lay a hand on Barack Obama back in 2008. They've refused to lay a hand on Michelle Obama in spite of the lies and everything about her. And they have set the stage for her to be the hero that comes in uh, the knight in, in shining armor that rolls in on her white horse. And she would ultimately, I mean, we're, we're toast if she ever gets back in the White House. We must get, we absolutely must get the most fierce, conservative MAGA we can into the White House in 2024. And even then, it's going to be very late because my friend Don Jans, who's been on the show many times, said something on Facebook the other day. His post was January 6th solidified the deep state through stealing the election in 2020. And I can't remember the rest of the post, but it solidified the deep state and pretty much destroyed or went a long way into destroying the MAGA movement. Don, if you're listening, you can call in to clarify 888-344-1170. And, he's, and when I watch DeSantis and his team, it is all about pushing that he's the right MAGA guy to get in there and that Trump lost in 2020 and basically that there's nothing wrong with our elections. The fault is all Trump. And I got to tell you, I'm incredibly concerned about the future of this country. And when I look at the extent that how the deep state has been in because of the 2020 stealing that election in a variety of different means, I'm not talking about machines here. I'm talking all the ways we've described before. Um, I'm really concerned about 2024. You look at the extent there's more breaking news happening with the Hunter Biden and uh, that and the the Biden corruption uh, issues today and the Republican Party. Uh, let me tell you guys a little bit. First of all, Devin Archer is Hunter Biden's partner in crime, like kind of like my man skins is my partner in crime here. But that's that's a joking term. Devin Archer was literally a partner in crimes with Hunter Biden. He has, but I've gone back and forth today. I'm not sure where we stand right now. As of this morning, he agreed to come in and testify against the, with the House Oversight Committee. Uh, but then I come to find out that it's not going to be a public hearing. It's going to be a transcribed hearing. Why are they letting him come in in private? Then he backs off and says he's not coming in today. Really? And the Republican Party is letting him get away with it? You send a subpoena to him. Where does he live? Is there not an attorney general who's a Republican somewhere where he lives or where the businesses are incorporated? An attorney general or a U.S. attorney? Subpoena him. You drag him in. Where are the impeachment articles? Today, we find out that that text message that Hunter Biden sent out saying, I'm sitting right here by my dad. And Joe Biden said he wasn't with Hunter when that text message went out. Well, what do we have today? We have a picture of him riding around in Biden's Corvette. You know, the Corvette from the garage where all of his classified documents were sitting. Yeah, that Corvette. Showing proof that he was with his father that weekend. How much more did the Republican Party need, Skins? What are we doing here? Nancy Pelosi has come out to say, 
to, to say. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue to continue the discussion of all the updates going on with the IRS whistleblowers, the Hunter Biden corruption scheme involving a, a sitting president of the United States. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I not only do I eat donuts, I can I know my way around the kitchen. Okay, I baked today the best peach crunch cake ever. It was so good. All right, getting back to the top story of the day. I don't know where it stands right now with Devin Archer, Hunter's uh, business partner, coming in and speaking before House Oversight. They need to drag his butt in. He has critical information related to the selling off of the United States to our enemies overseas. He was actively involved in it. This is a guy reportedly, according to the New York Post, who is expected to tell the committee that Joe Spunk with Spunk, (laughs) that Joe spoke with Hunter's business partners at least 24 times. Why is this already? Why hasn't this already been uh, uh, brought before the committee? Why wasn't this already brought before? Why wasn't he already dragged in long before? He was a director. Archer was also a director of Burisma. He's expected to, to testify that after dinner with the Burisma board at the Burj Al Arab in, in Dubai. By the way, I've got a scary story about Dubai later. He and Hunter traveled to the Four Seasons Resort Dubai at Jumeirah Beach uh, to have a drink with one of Hunter's friends. So they're sitting outside the bar, a guy, um, Vadim Porsharsky, a senior Burisma executive, called asking where they were because Burisma's owner needed to speak with Hunter urgently. Soon after, two Ukrainians allegedly joined Hunter and Archer at the resort and inquired about Hunter's dad. Hunter then purportedly rang his father and introduced the Ukrainians to Joe Biden as Nikolai and Vadim. Members of Congress are expected to investigate why Zlochevsky requested the phone call with Joe Biden. They're also expected to note that three days after that call with then Vice President, Biden was expected to fly to Kiev to address the Ukrainian parliament about the, quote, poison of cronyism, corruption and kleptocracy. So Archer is also supposed to talk about the oh so many times that they were all on speakerphone with Joe Biden, who we played the... um uh, we played the audio of all the different times recently that Joe Biden denied having any involvement at all with a, he never had any discussions with Hunter, supposedly never knew anything about Hunter's business associations. Um, Bobolinsky, remember Tony Bobolinsky had said before, I'm also aware of other B- Biden family business associates confirming that Joe would take calls from Hunter in the middle of business meetings and would weigh in via speakerphone. He goes on to say, sitting with Hunter at Chateau Marmont before I first met Joe Biden on May uh, 2017, Hunter was adamant that his father takes calls at any time, no matter what his lawyers say, or with gatekeepers like former Biden spokesperson Kate Bedingfield playing interference. She needs to be subpoenaed as well. He went on to say the American people don't fully appreciate yet the key role Joe Biden played in the Biden family global influence peddling. I would equate it to a chairman's role in a traditional business structure. Um, Archer refused to comment, but a close associate said he is testifying because it's his, quote, civic duty. Uh, 
Archer is also reportedly expected to testify that, quote, big guy was the nickname that Hunter used to refer to his father when talking to business partners. Bobulinski also claimed that Joe Biden was the big guy. Um, I want to play a clip from Corrine Jean-Pierre today, uh, and uh, we'll see if you notice what I notice in her response to being questioned about Joe Biden's involvement in Hunter's business. Um, uh, Chairman James Comer today says that the oversight committee, excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. Curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his. Business. So I've been I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president ha- was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. I've been asked this a million times. First of all, you haven't. The press only recently decided to start asking about this bribery scheme, the alleged bribery scheme. Number two, um, my she said, I, I keep I've been asked this a million times. My answer is the same. That's the first time I've ever heard her use the words. Joe Biden was not in business with his son. And it struck me as an odd choice of words. Initially, it was Joe Biden has never spoken to a son about his business dealings. That's what the initial answer was always. Now it's changed to Joe Biden was not in business with his son. Is it just me or is that not a really odd shift of messaging? Because that answer is is actually kind of deft. So somebody wrote it for her because we know she's not very deft. Uh, Gator is 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 more deft with a bone twice his size than she is in answering any questions. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all weekend. Try the veal. Um, the Joe Biden was never in business with his son. Really kind of is a nice little um, wiggle room kind of language, right? Because are the whistleblowers, did the FD23 whistleblower that alleged the bribery scheme say anything about them being in business together? Nobody's alleging, Corrine Jean-Pierre, that they opened up an LLC together. Nobody's in business that they've started an S-Corp together. What there are allegations are, by the way, which is separate from the bribery scheme, is that Hunter Biden was writing off Joe Biden's crap under his taxes while he was also writing off hookers. So she's not technically lying when she says... I've said before, and I'll say again, which she hadn't. This is the first time I'm aware that she's ever used this expression. Nobody's alleging, Corrine Jean-Pierre, that they're, quote, in business together. That's not the allegation. So stop trying to be clever, because you're not good at it. You're an idiot. You're a bozo. You're a clown. Your little curly hair bouncing around with your little orange outfit on today was quite clownish, just like you are. Oh, that, you know what? I didn't choose that expression just now to match Nancy Pelosi, but we might as well play the Pelosi clip while we're at it because her attack on the brave, courageous whistleblowers was really as disgusting as Corrine Jean-Pierre trying to be clever today. Skins, please play clip seven. This past week, two IRS whistleblowers, career investigators, testified under oath that the Justice Department slow walked the investigation into President Biden's son, Hunter, and ignored recommendations to file more serious felony charges. Are you confident the politics did not play a role here? 
Well, it was a, a, if you met you since you referenced mm-hmm. the hearing, mm-hmm. what a ridiculous clown show again on the part of the Republicans. Here was a purpose that, that you described. What do they do? Bring in Joe Kennedy talking about censorship that he's being censored as he's talking to the world in a congressional hearing and showing pictures uh, that had nothing to do with the essence right. of it. I think you mentioned Robert, Robert F. Kennedy, but on the essence of it. There are a lot of Kennedys. Um, did you, do you feel confident? No politics? Well, the, the, at the, the, district, the U.S. attorney was a Trump appointee. A Trump appointee. Now, I'm, I have respect for whistleblowers, but the fact is that from the basis of that hearing, they didn't even have a fair shot at what they came to say in light of the clown show that was going on with pictures and Robert, F. Ken- Robert Kennedy uh, with his ridiculous presentation. No, I'm not, I don't, I'm not confident about what the whistleblower said. The U.S. attorney, the Trump attorney. This is their opinion. It was not the opinion of others there. Wow. Um, Speaking of a clown show, I mean, that was, oh, there's a lot of Kennedys. Uh, No, there's no mistaking Robert F. Kennedy Jr. for Joe Kennedy. Are you kidding me? Wow. Old man Joe Kennedy died in what? I don't what nineteen fifty two. I mean, I don't even know when he died. Okay, um, but to demean this hearing, I mean, it, it, you know, as a clown show. By the way, I really think that it it really I think it shows how far gone she is because that was that was a really poor attempt to try to demean and try to insult uh, the hearing. I mean, it. it um, RFK Jr. did not give a presentation. In fact, they wouldn't let him give his opening statement. So he had to speak from the heart. And there's absolutely nothing that he said that was in any way factually incorrect. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, the images that she showed were right on and relevant because she documented and had in, 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 in the hearing that those images showed that Hunter Biden had violated a felony called the Mann Act, and it showed that he had been paying for prostitutes in a hotel room that he wrote off on his taxes. So don't tell me, lady, that it's not relevant, and it was a clown show. Also, she insulted these agents by saying they weren't allowed to really say what they wanted to say because the Republicans were interrupting them. What hearing was she watching? If you're going to try to gaslight the American people, you old gas bag, do better. Do better. Because you make me sick, old lady. Absolutely everything that those heroes, and by the way, how insulting to this, particularly to Ziegler, right? Insulting to both of them. Because Shapley has brought in how many billions of dollars on behalf of the taxpayers of this country? And quite frankly... I, I'm not in, I'm not really in favor of, of the IRS. But then you've got Ziegler, who's a Democrat gay man. So to attack him, really poor form, Nancy Pelosi. We're going to take a break. We come back. we got more to talk about on this situation. So don't go away. 888-344-1170. Andrea Kay. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 
Speaking of a smooth groove, I'm loving that one right there, but... I posted um, a video. One of the people that I follow on Instagram is these like people that, and this is like a hot thing in the ATL, right? They do. They uh, don't just go roller skating. They do all these like synchronized dances on roller skates to really great like '90s smooth groove songs. I just love it so much. I like the Griffin Brothers are my favorites, and they actually have a trio. It's these two African American guys and this. Um, Caucasian guy, uh, I think Caucasian or Hispanic, and they call themselves the Oreos, believe it or not. They're so awesome together. This is like a whole movement y'all down in the ATL. Like he posted a video, I think it was yesterday, of meeting up with all these kids because they're getting the younger, you know, kids all up in it. And I just think it's just, what a what a great, clean, fun activity right, for young people to do. Yeah, go that's back awesome. to, yeah, go back to the roller rink. Remember no roller rink? Did you ever go to the roller rink skins i loved it my dad was a big roller skater when we were little he was really good and he was smooth and he'd skate all backwards and do turns and stuff and so we've been big roller skaters in my family and i absolutely love it Uh, that's why i was super glad that i got to go and and skate with the um, san diego roller derby one time which i need to find that footage (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when Diesel bumped me. And they yeah, hit. I remember the story. <laughs> I don't want to be bumped. I want to go do some smooth groove skating, okay? To maybe um, some Sade, maybe smooth operator. Maybe a little I'll be sure, something like that. Um, okay, so before the break, we were playing how Nancy Pelosi was calling these IRS whistleblowers uh, you know, a clown show. Well, we've got we've got an FBI whistleblower on tomorrow night's show. Who remembers Steve Friend? He was the FBI whistleblower from the state of Florida who gave up his career because what was happening to Jan Six defendants in Florida so disturbed him and upset him over the way their constitutional rights were being violated and the way that the FBI was in, in, handling things different in terms of trying to use local trying to use local field offices for the FBI to try to do to employ like the centralized federal government attorney general FBI crap trying to use the local offices to to inflict this crap on their local citizens using SWAT teams to go in and drag people out of their homes and violate their Fourth Amendment rights, like in, in inflicting terrorism. So he's going to be on the show tomorrow night to weigh in on all of the stuff that's been happening because we know that the FBI buried that FD while they were doing all this stuff against January 6th people. They have been burying the Hunter Biden laptop story. They've been burying the FD-1023, which laid out the bribery scheme. We know that they've been covering up all the um, crap going on. We, I mean, Christopher Ray himself has been obstructing justice, right? So we're going to have Stephen, uh, Steve Friend on the show tomorrow night. We've got a breaking report today. Breitbart is reporting that the FBI... Um, told David Weiss, and you heard in Nancy Pelosi's clip, well, this was, a, David Weiss is a Trump appointee. They love to try to hang the fact that the the deep state that is weaponized against the American people involves Republicans. They love to try to use that as some kind of an excuse or a pass. I don't care what party somebody's involved in when it's about being using the force of the United States government to deny anybody their constitutional rights. 
I don't care. It's like when Hillary Clinton violated the Espionage Act with her email server and and committed 35,000, 38,000 felonies. Somebody said, well, Colin Powell did the same thing. I said, well, then lock his butt up, too. I don't care about Colin Powell. Care about the rule of law. David Weiss has supposedly been approved by the Department of Justice today to go and give testimony to House Oversight. Oh, that's supposed to make them seem as though they're cooperating with investigation, except reportedly they're not going to allow any documentation or any backup emails or anything else, any actual evidence to be included. So what's the point? He's just going to show up and say, you know, whatever he, you know, he wants to say and obfuscate and, and lie like he did. And first he was given full authority to prosecute Hunter Biden and, and charge him whatever he wants, anywhere he wants. And it was like, well, you know, I can't really do it because of geography. And then it's like, well, I was told that, yeah, I, I asked for a special counsel. Then it was like, well, I, I've told him, you know what I mean? Just the back and forth with this guy. Now we've got reports. So I'm not optimistic with anything coming out of of David Weiss's office. Uh, We've now hearing from Breitbart today that the FBI told David Weiss that it partially corroborated the Biden bribery allegations. So you remember that there was a there was a, a, a whistleblower that came forward within the FBI with this FD-1023 document, the FD-1023 document was a report that was written up by someone who had interviewed Zlozgevsky or whatever the, you know, it, it was a documentation of, it was a report that documented all the different elements of the, of the FBI, of the um, Biden bribery scheme. It's an F, FBI document. Um. This was document was drafted in July, I believe, of 2020, but it included a lot of things that had happened going back to Biden's vice president days. Uh, the FBI had contended initially that and, and the left had been saying that it was uncooperated, that there was no there there. It was a bunch of crap. We continue to hear that. Well, now we've got the fact that the FBI, Pittsburgh FBI field office has corroborated several details contained in the FBI informant record. Um, the, uh, the document was drafted by someone who interviewed the confidential human source, the CHS. Um, so the FBI corroborated several details contained in the record as part of the intake process that former AG Bill Barr established. The Pittsburgh office was the clearinghouse for the information originating from Ukraine to root out any, quote, potential disinformation. I want to know in Pennsylvania if there is not a a Republican attorney's, uh, you know, assistant AG, attorney general, U.S. attorney, assistant U.S. attorney that could start, uh, you know, doing some subpoenas, filing some charges and actually elevating some of the crap uh, involved in this uh, this investigation. The Pittsburgh FBI office reportedly told Weiss about their corroborated facts stemming from the FD-1023, including travel records the FBI informant detailed in the form and various times the informant claimed to visit cities in Ukraine, England, and Austria to gather intelligence. The source also told the Federalist the FBI informant's handler corroborated the informant's claim of meeting with Alexander which is a.k.a. Alexander Ostapenko, a man who allegedly witnessed conversations between Slochevsky and the FBI informant. 
Ostapenko introduced the informant to Slochevsky and works in the same office for the administration of President Zelensky, the form says. So this is all these different people and connections have been cooperated. And by the way, what does that mean? That not just the facts were corroborated, but that it involved current President Zelensky. And which also should confirm to you that when when President Trump got on the phone with Zelensky and started asking about all this stuff, that's why they had to pull the trigger on the Trump impeachment. Weiss was also aware that the FBI informant had a scheduled meeting with Ostapenko, according to the source. The upcoming meeting was reportedly corroborated by one of the visits the informant claimed on the form. Because of the FBI's Pittsburgh office was only the clearinghouse for the information, the Pittsburgh office reportedly lacked Weiss's authority of subpoena power to fully confirm the FBI's informant report. Um, there, but is there not a, a U.S. attorney, a Republican U.S. attorney in the area who could have done something with this? Weiss never followed up on the informant's report in his investigation of Hunter and Joe Biden. So once again, we have cooperation that as Ziegler laid out in his hearing, uh, in his in his testimony, as well as Shapley, that there was not proper procedure followed. You look at what they're doing against former President Donald Trump and what they did all throughout his administration. The investigations based upon nothing. John Durham came out and said that the FBI never had any probable cause. And you know what? Everybody knew it at the time. Mueller knew it the second he walked in. Rod Rosenstein knew it. Jeff Sessions knew it. The entire Republican Party knew it because of closed-door testimony. And yet they continued. And yet, meanwhile, Attorney General Barr, FBI, all of them, covered up the crimes of Hunter Biden. And yes, it was a Trump attorney who did it. What does that tell you? Not that there's no there there. It tells you that the uniparty system exists to cover up the crimes of the Democrats and the elites and the Marxist while attacking anybody who threatens it. The, the uh, whistleblowers claim the Justice Department politically, politically interfered with the investigation. Well, the fact that Weiss has an R after his name doesn't refute that and doesn't debunk it. It's obvious. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, so we'll keep it a mystery. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. So, show, so shall we talk a little entertainment news? Um, they're saying Barbie and Heimer is number one at the box office. And I asked Ken, what is Barbie? And he said, Barbie and Oppenheimer, right? Is that the, is that the yep. movie? Um, I want to know out there if anybody has seen Barbie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fuss at anybody for seeing it. 888-344-1170. I was telling Skins that, um, and by the way, I did, I need to, I need to correct a, a Facebook post. I posted a picture of Matt Gates. And his wife dressed up in Barbie in front of a Barbie step and repeat. And I was like, what is he doing at a Barbie premiere? I mean, it's like this movie is is woke. He's supposed to be anti-woke. Well, apparently there was a screening of Barbie. He was at a Barbie themed event. I still think 
you're you're showing you're pro, you're promoting a movie by dressing up as Barbie. I still don't think that was a smart thing to do. I haven't seen the movie. I'm not going to dress like Barbie and uh, and stand and take pictures in front of a Barbie logo unless I've seen it and can give my you know review of it. So uh, I, I I still stand. Uh, in criticism of that, but I, I was telling Skins that uh, I was shocked. He was shocked too that it was doing so well at the box office. I don't know that I'm really that shocked. Um, well, I knew it would do well. I didn't think honestly it would do that well. Well, uh, you know, I uh, I haven't seen it. It's hard for me to say. That's why I want to hear from the listeners. I, and in terms of it being woke. A lot of people are saying it isn't. You said you've heard it's family friendly, right? That's what I have heard, yes. And and did you hear that from people who've I've seen it? I've heard it from movie reviewers I've seen online. I've also uh, have people that I know in my circle that have seen it and have said the same. Well, I think it depends on what you, what you think is family friendly and what level of indoctrination, however passive. For example, somebody may think that the new movie coming out, Snow White, is family friendly when the reality is, is to me, it's indoctrination when you make Snow White Colombian and you get rid of the prince and you change the story to where she saves herself and we don't have seven dwarfs we've got seven magic people that are whatever to me that's you know i guess you could call that family friendly but it's indoctrination i think that i haven't it's hard for me to say i haven't seen the barbie movie but i'm not going to go see a movie that's intended for children where they intentionally cast a trans person as a character not going to go see it you're not going to, I'm not going to give money to a movie that has a trans, the doctor character is supposed to be a biological, ma- you know, a trans character. I, I, I haven't seen this person, so I don't know what it is. So I'm not going to support it. I also, because to me, even if it's not obvious, that is, that is indoctrination into children's minds. I also think that there's a, can be a passive aggressive um, indoctrination into children's minds that I don't like that's that's not good for the family when you've got a male character being being completely feminized when my um, when I was growing up I don't know if my my sister had a Ken doll I didn't play with Barbies much sister had a Ken doll and brother had uh, my brother Tim had a G.I. Joe I didn't really play with Barbies but Ken was not effeminate Ken had a square jaw. Ken was not, you know, he, he, he did. He looked like a man. And the Ryan. So to me, you, whether or not you think it's family friendly, I, I think it depends on your degree of what you think is family friendly. And, 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 and I was wondering that this weekend. And then I saw around a, a movie theater shopping center here. And I see this guy coming towards me who was obviously part of the LBGT community and he had these really tight white pants on platform shoes a bare mid really tight bright pink top on long big earrings a white cowboy hat and a lot of makeup on and i thought it could tell he was in a costume and i thought oh what first thing i thought of was pride was last weekend it wasn't this weekend so then i'm walking along i see another gay guy dressed like this and then i realize after i see multiple Oh, they must, there's a movie theater on the other side of the shopping center here. They're here for the Barbie movie. Well, the LBGT crowd knows this movie is about the LBGT movement. And, but you said that that's not necessarily true. I don't think it's necessarily true. But again, I, I would have to see the movie for myself to make that judgment call. 
Um, Unless I know the exact content of the movie. What are there? Why do you think it's not necessarily true that because the gay community has embraced this as their movie, it doesn't mean there might be things in the movie that they that that people in that community happen to gravitate to. But I don't think it necessarily means there's something in that movie that supports their movement. I think that's fair. I mean, I think that there's this this thing, for example, that Liza Minnelli or Cher is like, you know, an icon in the gay movement. I don't never thought Cher had a sing, decent singing voice. Um, but, you know, I think there are many straight people who love Cher, you know, and actually I have, I have some in-laws of mine that went to see her, 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 um, uh, what's it called? Farewell tour literally circled the country three times. And I know some people, John knows that I know some people that went to see her like three times. And I was like, I could not sit through one concert with Cher. (laughs) If I hear, if I could turn back time one more time, I'm going to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen to end the pain. Okay. That was one of the most overplayed songs ever. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, and I know there are many people who love Liza Minnelli in, um, in concert as well as it was the one movie that she did. I don't remember the name of it. So I think that's fair. Um, but I happened, but when I know that there's a transgender character in there and then the LBGT movement is all about this movie, I, I don't know. To me, to me, LBGT stuff is not family friendly. That is sexualized content for children. It's confusing to children. It should not be in a G movie. It, it's certainly not a movie that's geared towards children. And I wouldn't take my children to see it. Do I think that it's a problem for adults to go see it? Um, only f- because I am careful with my pocketbook. If if we understand that the LBGT, the T part in particular of this movement is the Trojan horse to destroy this country, then, you know, I'm not going to support anything that, that is a part of it. Yeah, I knew it would do well. I just didn't think like Oppenheimer is a big history piece and I didn't think it would be that or Mission Impossible. I just, it shocked me. Well, I, I me neither because I don't understand, even if you didn't have a trans doctor in it, I see nothing entertaining about this. I, 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 I but it could be also because I didn't play with Barbies as a little girl. I, I wasn't into, into Barbies when I was a little girl in, in the first place, why would I want to go see an adult live, you know, live? But I also didn't go see Popeye. I don't, I didn't watch comics as a kid either. And I don't go see, uh, I don't go see comic book movies. I don't see animated not really your thing. It's just not my thing. So um, I want to quickly read an email here before we take a break. Uh, Mo says he, Oh, this is about the uh, chef who died. He had something on the evil occupants in the house. Andrea, I can't swim. I know I could drown in eight feet of water. Um, True. But here's my thing. If you couldn't, if you couldn't swim and you could drown in eight feet of water, would you paddleboard? And would you paddleboard out there without a life vest? She goes on to say she is not running for president. She's too, butt ugly. Happy Monday. <laughs> Stay tuned for hour two. It's coming up. We've got some. Uh, we've got Mondays with Maloney coming up from Red Wave America and some election twenty twenty four stuff. Stay tuned. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.